Nico. And I'm Jessica. And this is the Always the Critic podcast where a couple of friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Jessica, how are you doing on this Monday night? (laughs) I'm doing well. I had a very chill weekend, went to Target, you know, that whole thing. Ate good food. (laughs) Ah. Had dim sum at uh, this place called Peter's Kitchen here in Orlando. Mm. Really good. Definitely recommend it. Nice. Yeah. Um, I I had a really good weekend. I had dinner at a place called Haven over the weekend, which is in Lake Nona at the Wave Hotel. Wonderful. Oh, fancy. Wonderful. Oh, it was fancy. <laughs> um, we had a table at the at the window. So like we had a view. Was there like a the, lake or something? Uh, no, it was more of a view of just Lake Nona itself. But inside oh, okay. it was it was beautiful location. Ooh. Uh, had salmon. It was uh, really good. Salmon. Okay. Salmon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I took advantage of magical dining. So <gasps> is it magical dining? Yeah, it's magical oh, dining I gotta time. do it. Oh. Yeah, you gotta do it. There's yeah. quite a few restaurants. And then this morning, uh, with uh, with the family, went to Boma at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, and it was a breakfast buffet. So good. Uh, they had you know like carving station with ham and uh, waffles, and it was all you can eat and arepas and all oh this my stuff. god, it was so good. It was so good. So that was me just like pretty much eating the weekend away. Yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, today we are going to talk about another live action remake from Disney uh, because <laughs> that has what they've become that is <laughs> the remake studio mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but before we talk about the 2022 version of Pinocchio, yeah, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe to your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. If you do like us, go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars goes a long way for us. Come and check us out on social media to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Always Critic Pod. And if you're a fan, please, please consider becoming a patron. It's a great way for you to get involved and show your support and get some exclusive content as well. You can check out the page on patreon.com slash Always Critic Pod. And thank you to our patrons, Janet, Curtis, Robin, and Bale. Thank you so much for being patrons. So today, like I said, Pinocchio 2022... Uh, we're going to talk about that right now. Jessica, okay. what is the synopsis? I Okay, so the IMDb synopsis reads, A puppet is brought to life by a fairy who assigns him to lead a virtuous life in order to become a real boy. So the movie is directed by uh, Academy Award <laughs> nominee winner Robert Zemeckis. Um, you will know that name because he has directed some of the biggest movies ever. Uh, we're talking about Castaway, Forrest Gump, Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Death Becomes Her, Romancing the Stone. Like, this is a grade A, like, director, you know? Yeah. Like, or was. Or was. Yeah, we could talk about that for sure. Uh, the the movie was written by himself and Chris Weitz. Uh, Chris Weitz, he was a writer on About a Boy in 2002, Cinderella, the live action remake in yes. 2015, which you love, right? I or love you that like, one. You love that one. 
Uh, he also was a writer on Rogue One in 2016. Yeah, he wrote Rogue, Rogue uh, One. Also has been a producer on many movies like American Pie, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Have I told you what my brother calls that movie? <laughs> no, tell me. Uh, my brother can't stand the movie and he calls it Nick and Nora's Insufferable Bullshit. <laughs> so... Anyway, so he's also <laughs> all right. He's also Bet. directed Twilight Saga: New Moon. This is all yes. Chris White, so this is his uh, eclectic you know, his resume. <laughs> and then final writer on it was Carlo Colo- Colodi. Yeah, he wrote the uh, original. He, uh, of course, the, the Adventures of Pinocchio. Makes sense. Now, who is in this movie? Let us well, know. we Just got go. JGL, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jiminy Cricket, Tom Hanks as Geppetto, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth as Pinocchio, Cynthia Erivo as Blue Fairy, Keegan-Michael Key as Honest John, and we're, we've got Luke Evans as the coachman. Yes. Uh, the movie itself by critics not received very well by either critics or audiences. 29% no. <laughs> critic score. 29 uh, and then audience, not much better. 37% audience score. Uh, the critical consensus, visually dazzling but soulless. The largely inert Pinocchio reaffirms that you should always let your conscience be your guide away from unnecessary remakes. <laughs> That's pretty good. Woo! Okay. So... What are your general thoughts on this new Pinocchio? Holy shit, this was bad. <laughs> oh my god. This was the worst movie I've seen this year by far. Really? I hated it. And I knew it was bad as soon as the first the first minute of the movie, Jiminy Cricket's on the screen, starts talking to the screen, breaking the fourth wall, and just the style of animation the the content of what he was saying, the flow, the rhythm, the lack of anything magical or mystical about it. And it immediately smelled bad to me. I was wow. what I was doing in that moment while the movie was starting was closing the curtains so that we could watch it in the dark. Yeah. And I turned to the screen and I said, I think we should shut it off right now. <laughs> and I, I swear to you. We got halfway through the movie and I was like, I was like falling asleep. It was terrible. My sister was like, do we have to finish this? Oof. Do we have to finish? And she was like, I would rather watch BTS's concert on D- Disney Plus than finish Pinocchio. And she's not big on the whole. She doesn't even K-pop like thing. K-pop. And yeah. I was like, bet, let's go. So we shut off Pinocchio and we watched BTS for two and a half hours. And I did not fall asleep during BTS. Well, of course. <laughs> we not. were both wide awake. Had a great time watching BTS. I think this movie, and then we had to finish it, right? Like the integrity, the integrity of the of fish, finishing reviewing it. it and for real. Yeah. I finished it today. Waste of time, waste of energy, waste of electricity, waste of Tom Hanks, waste of literally everything i've never seen you come this hot out of the gate yeah i loathe this movie wow so i currently because you know how i i list my movies like i i kind of rank them as i go along the worst movie i've seen this year is morbius no i think this is worse worse than morbius 
So this movie for me is it is one of the worst movies I've seen this year. Um, is it the worst? I don't know. I mean, it's it's close uh, because the the review, the critical consensus is right. This movie does feel soulless like there doesn't feel any warmth towards the characters like you don't feel truly invested in anyone um the i like you said you feel bad for tom hanks uh well you said more like a waste of tom hanks a waste is of what tom I said. Hanks. uh but like there's so many moments where tom hanks is just acting with no one like he's just in a room with cgi you know and he's dialing it in he's phoning it in oh yeah phoning it in like there are moments where the accent comes out and then he's speaking like an american in the next moment <sighs> like yeah. it is in and out um there joseph gordon levitt i mean doing his best impersonation doing of Mickey his Mouse. Best he's trying to do yeah um i wasn't <laughs> particularly drawn to the cgi because most of it was kind of bad I think it was Uncanny Valley. Mm. Zemeckis. Zemeckis, Zemeckis has been doing King that. of Uncanny Valley. Yeah, like um, we've got Tom Life Hanks in a Polar Express. That? Yeah, Polar Express is Robert oh, that's Zemeckis. Right. That's Zemeckis with Tom Hanks yep. in like five, six different roles or whatever. That's one. He also Beowulf. Did Beowulf. He also did, <laughs> and uh, Life of Marwin with Steve Carell, where they're like dolls and yeah. Yo. Bro. Zemeckis fell off a while back. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of sucks because he was a, a good director. And yeah. is his last great movie Castaway? Is that the last thing that like I think we can say that, oh, that's a I good would Zemeckis say movie? Yes. That's yeah. one of my favorite movies, period. That's a good movie. That's a really good movie. Uh, okay. So uh, we already talked about Hanks. Hanks, where he kind of stands right now. Um, the last two outings have not been great for him. Geppetto's, uh, you know, characterization in this movie is just uh, left a and mess. right, just a mess. And then just before this, earlier this summer, Elvis, where he's in a completely <laughs> different movie than everybody else. I, I, I think he's unnecessary in both movies. He is. I, I get you need the name to sell. I Tom think Hanks. Tom Hanks should, at this point, pick and choose his acting projects way more carefully than he chooses his producing projects. Yes, I agree. I think the the less we see him, I think mm -hmm. would be better for us. Mm -hmm. The less we see him, be like you said, be more selective. It gives us a chance to really like champion him in whatever role he's taking on. Mm -hmm. But if he's just going to sit here and just take on anything, really, it's not really worth his time. It really isn't. I mean, he's just cashing those checks on, <laughs> on all of these. He can cash checks as a producer easily. Yeah. He doesn't. Need There's to do the no need part. for him to. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't. So, um, the, the CGI of it all, it's it's not great like it's somewhere in somewhere inside Jiminy Cricket has four human looking toes 
Yep. I like shut <laughs> off. Like I was like, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that entire sequence on Pleasure Island, not really giving much away because that's part of the original Pinocchio as well. But the entire sequence like is just a green screen room. Like there is almost nothing real in that entire sequence. Um, yeah. So the CGI, not great. It's disappointing mm. to see such a beloved classic, Yeah, which not going to deny that the 1940 movie is terrifying in certain aspects. It is. Maybe has some saggy bits, maybe doesn't, doesn't hold up like against a child now watching it. Maybe they just don't, don't connect with it, whatever. It is a staple of the Disney company. The song, if the song. when you wish upon a star is in the beginning of every single Disney movie. Yeah, it is to this day. And, and they butchered it. They butcher it. This yeah. entire movie is like an affront to the original 1940 movie, which Again, picked and choose, picked and choose, picked and chose what it wanted to say and portray from the original Pinocchio story, which again, very dark. No one, no one knows the original story now because it is so off kilter. Right, exactly. So I think that the animators and the show showrunners, <laughs> the producers and the Robert Zemeckis, everybody had an issue with trying to tell the story, which is based on a moral. Mm -hmm. The story of Pinocchio is do what you're told, do the right thing and you won't get penalized. Right. You won't otherwise face the consequences. You're going to drink, you're going to smoke, you're going to act crazy. You're going to stay out late. You're going to like fuck off and skip school you're going to turn into a donkey. Like that is the <laughs> the thing of it. You're a jackass. Like that's, that's the moral of the story. You're going to face consequences. You're, you're gonna not going to be a good person. No. If you're, if you're lying, you're going to face consequences. So exactly. things like that. The Disney company doesn't like to take stances anymore. No. And I don't blame them. They want to I don't blame to them. everyone. Yeah. And by However, appealing to everyone... You're really not catering to anyone. You're not catering catering to anyone and you're giving us a soulless story, which has a character that like, again, doesn't actually it face any adversity, ethical and ethical. moral quandaries. Right. It like the character always feels like I know what the right thing is to do. Right. And there's never a question of I'm. Oh, am I doing the wrong thing? Pinocchio is a stand-in for a child. Yeah. A real child who has no idea what a conscience is, what is right and wrong. Exactly. They don't, if you're going to give me a remake, give me something to say, say something. Yeah. Actually make a statement. Mm -hmm. Make a change to the story that makes us think about it. Like, right. oh, this is a new way to present the Pinocchio story that mm-hmm. we hadn't thought of. Right. But don't rehash everything and then try to be as woke and, and relevant and bland. Right. And, and, and in a case like this, we're not like using woke as in like, oh, they, you know, wanted to include inclusivity. No. No. What we mean is like you have a set. My, you have a mindset of like, 
oh, people are going to respond to this because this is what is, you know, palatable to people. And by doing that, you're making it bland. And that's a problem. You don't want a bland story. You don't want a bland thing to watch. You Mm -hmm. want something that engages you. And that could be for anyone from, you know, nine months to 99 years old. You Mm -hmm. want something that engages you. And this movie doesn't really do that because it is trying to hit everything that they think that will the safest route possible. Right. The safest route possible to take. And by playing it so safe, it is uninteresting. Mm -hmm. And so that's a problem. Yeah. Boring. Um, Sleep inducing. (laughs) I I kind of like dozed off two times. I had to like rewind to like kind of. There it is. There it is. And Um, why would you add stuff if you can't do what is the original storyline? Well. Right. Exactly. Like the some ne- some changes that they had to make just because they can't portray it now. You know, like one example again, uh in the original there was like alcohol that was part of like the story and here they, you know, change it to root beer. Root beer. Right. And Oh so, my god, it's root beer. But they make it look like beer, you know? Yeah. So they they don't go full way of like Oh, here are the consequences of they can't have children alcohol. smoking cigars. Of course, and fine. I get that. Yeah, but then find a new way to make it seem like the kids are doing something that they're not supposed to be doing. Right. Not just having them be reckless. You know, like oh, we're you know messing this up and we're drinking root beer. Ooh, that's not really. Something that shows like a true consequence of like doing something in like inherently wrong. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Okay. Let's let's try to find something a little a little positive. If did you like Cynthia Erivo as the blue fairy? I thought I thought it was fine to have her as the blue fairy. I think we don't really get much of it. Like it's such a small part. Um, so in the original movie, she's in it a few times. She yep. comes to save him in Stromboli's uh, carol, caravan. What yeah, is the caravan. name of it? Wagon. Wagon. He, she saves him in the wagon. Cynthia Arevo does not show up to save him in the wagon. Some other, they substitute it for something else, someone else. And I like Cynthia Arevo as much as I liked her costuming. I hated the CGI of her wings which looked to yeah. me like foxtails. And I thought yeah. instantly of the Asian myth of the nine-tailed fox. And I was like, is she a nine-tailed fox coming down from the <laughs> Like, I was like very confused because it honestly looked like undulating foxtails. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, that's just the design they have for her wings, which make no goddamn sense. Trying too so, hard. Trying too hard. They're trying to get, they're trying to get cute with it. Don't get cute with it. Just keep it simple. Like I, I, I already liked her styling, the way that they put like glitter in her hair and the earrings they put on her, the makeup that they did, the dress, how it was draped and stuff. That was fine. All fine. Why'd they have to re- give us terrifying fairy wings? Why? Right. I don't know. Not necessary at all. Not Unnecessary. Necessary. So about her song. Her song. What did you singing. think of her song? 
I think she does. Instead a, of Jiminy Cricket singing the song. Yeah. I, which I is a very it. cool performance to have coming from a male singer, a male right. vocalist, to sing a very high song. Yes. You had Cynthia Revo do it. What did you think? Okay, so I think the performance alone, I think, is a good performance. She's a very talented singer, Cynthia Revo. So performance-wise, it's good, you know? But, again, like you said, this is a change that I understand why they made the change. They sure. made the change because sure. they got a talented actress who is a talented singer, so why not use her in that aspect as well? That makes sense to me. But, again, you're making that change where Jiminy Cricket does not get to sing the big Iconic song, song that Jiminy Cricket is known for singing. Right. And maybe that's for having Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the role. I mean, he can hold a tune. But he can sing, uh, but not, I I presume, not at the caliber that they needed. Or wanted. Or the for the range of the song. I don't know. Yeah. So... Again, I think the performance is good, but it it is it, it's, it's good, but when you put them side by side, which would you rather hear? Well, yeah, I think the Jiminy Cricket version is I think the original Jiminy Cricket version has a little more um what's the word? I wanna say magic, but I just think it has more reverence and soul and mm. the choir that's in the background just the instrumentation of it the mix of it is timeless it feels timeless because you can listen to it now you can listen to it with the lens of it came out in 1940 and you're still like this is classic sounding right exactly the cynthia arrivo version doesn't sound timeless to me right it's going to sound of the 2020s like sure it's going to sound recent right yeah yeah i i i get that Again, had issues with some of the timing that she was putting on the song. Um, I'm a, I guess I'm a stickler for time. Yeah, you are like a stick on beat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, Cynthia Revo, fine, perfectly adequate performance. I think that the delivery of some of her lines was better than any other person that was a human in the yes. in the movie. Yes, commendable in such a bad movie. Gotta give it up. What did you think of Keegan Michael Key Um, as Honest John? I mean, I knew it was Keegan Michael Key because I can (laughs) totally hear the voice. Right. But again, not very memorable. Uh, I think it was like fine. I the jokes are there. Like I know one particular joke where you know he's Pinocchio's made out of pine wood, so. Uh, that's not going to work. How about if we name him Chris Pine? Ha ha ha. You know, like. A- that was the most offensive joke to my sister. <laughs> she was she was like the first of all, she has crazy faces. So she made a face when he made, when he said that. And I was like shocked. I'm sitting on the other couch like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just made that joke into Pinocchio. The Chris Pine joke. And. After long after we shut the movie off, she was like, I just can't believe that they said the Chris Pine joke. How could they? Chris, does Chris Pine know that they said that joke in the Pinocchio movie? Does he know that they invoked his name in Pinocchio? Like, it was just very like all of these questions kept piling up and no answers. No, it really doesn't need to be in there. No, it doesn't. it's kind of like, what are those in Black Panther? Yeah. 
it's a clear that dating you instantly of the, dated. Yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah, it is. Especially because you want there to be some timelessness to these stories. Because just like the original, there is a timelessness to it. Yeah. You want that here as well. But, you know, it's. The other joke that Honest John made was that he, not joke, but he said that he could be an influencer. Which is not a word that people usually use unless it is in the context of social media influencing and i put that in air quotes so for him to use the buzzword influencer in a 2022 release it's just like no no stop yeah that doesn't i i yeah i don't like dead in the water um let's i think we can probably move more of our discussion into spoiler territory because i feel like we're going to start getting into more of the differences between the original and the remake so let's do that then. So yeah. let's go ahead and let's talk about spoilers for Pinocchio right after this. The greatest trick. Houston, we have a problem. I am the father. I see dead people. The devil ever pulled. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Was convincing the world. You can't handle the truth. He didn't exist. Oh, what's in the box? All right, so let's go ahead and talk about spoilers for Pinocchio. But before we do, uh, Jessica, what did you give this as a grade? F. F. I usually do not give an F to anything. And I'm not going to start It's now. unwatchable. <laughs> I mean, it is really bad. I'm, I'm giving it a D minus. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go <laughs> F just because i never give anything just an f okay fine d minus yeah no no you could stick with the f if you want okay fine yeah go ahead stick with the f you're pressuring me to give up my f grade do not give don't give it up (laughs) don't give it up so you gave it an f i give it a d minus it's still a very very bad movie so i guess let's talk the differences that's that's going to be the big part of it is what are the differences between this Pinocchio in 2022 versus the original Pinocchio we saw? Well, Geppetto is actually coherent in the original movie. Tom Hanks is doing some semblance of mumbling in this film. I could barely understand what he was saying. It was like he was muttering to himself the entire movie. At one point, the subtitles said singing and he's like, and I was like, he's not singing. So they put extra songs in the movie. I know they did, for sure. Every single one of them, terrible. Awful. Very no good. Bad. Very bad. So Geppetto gets a halfway song. I thought at first it was a spoken word. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I turned, it was a spoken word, too. I turned to my sister and I was like, I was is like, he doing a spoken word? He's rhyming. Right, he's rhyming. And I was like, okay. I can't tell. And then when the subtitle said singing, I was like, <laughs> okay, this is wrong. This this doesn't sound right at all. It's bad. It's very it's bad. bad. It's very bad. Uh, okay. So Did that's you like how L of the Cuckoo Clocks in his shop so this is something were that I Disney-fied? Did like. You did like all of the Disney IP. So I liked in the Cuckoo Clocks. that they showed it. Like I thought if, you, if they're already, you know, going to – you know, throw things out the window and make it relevant to 2022. Why not? This is a fun little thing to, can you catch all the eggs that they, you know, the Easter eggs in the clocks? 
I saw Jessica Rabbit in one. I saw, you know, there was Snow White and there was Lion King. Like there was a few in there. Maleficent, Maleficent. Slash Sleeping Beauty. Yep. And that one was kind of funny because she pricks her finger and then she falls back. And then she falls at back. At the top of the cuckoo clock. <laughs> yeah. Snow White eats the apple, drops it, falls into a glass casket. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like. Very elaborate cuckoo clocks. Very elaborate cuckoo clocks. But I, I, I got a kick out of seeing them. You know, and then after the movie, it's more like, well, it was already a mess to begin with. So, like, it wasn't that bad. It look. made no sense to me that Geppetto could stay open for biz ha- if he, he wasn't did selling. not sell any clocks. <laughs> None of his creations. It doesn't make any sense. I Makes get- no sense. Why would yep. you even introduce that? And then you had some rando come and knock on the door. I want a clock. Can you They're sell not it? Blah, blah, blah. Not for sale. Again. How are you living, sir? <laughs> yeah, there are little things like that. Um, okay, after that, uh, did you like the? Uh, sorry, um, what's the name of the cat? Figaro. Oh, Figaro. Oh, the CGI cat. The CGI cat. Because of course they couldn't do a real cat. I get it. <laughs> it's harder to train a cat. I would rather have a fucking Salem from. Uh, what's the show? From uh, Teenage Witch. Teenage Witch. Sabrina, Sabrina the, the Teenage, Teenage Witch. Witch. You'd rather to have, have a Salem. I'd rather have a Salem Yo. than have this cat. Yo. <laughs> oh, oh, that's <laughs> wild. But fair. You know what did it? A talking cat butter? Or what? just a cat in general? Uh, Hocus Pocus. Well, yeah. A made for TV movie. That is true. It did do it better as well. You're right about that. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's talk about some other differences. What'd you um, think of the fish, the Cleo? Cleo. That fish came straight out of Shark Tale. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't put that together, but now that you yes. say it. Yes, I can Straight I can out see of Shark it. Tale. Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying. Uh, again, Uncanny Valley type of stuff. Uncanny everywhere. Valley. They, it's like they didn't commit to making it fully realistic or commit to making making it fully cartoonish. Right. And so you have this weird looking thing next to Tom Hanks. Again, Tom Hanks acting with nothing. There's no one in the room with him. And he's just this like gives. Acting. OK, but the, you know who else did acting with nothing? Michael Jordan in oh Space my Jam. God. Are we comparing? That? And this performance from Tom Hanks is on par with Michael Jordan Oof. in Space Jam. <laughs> Wow, that's that is that's it's either high praise for Michael Jordan or an insult to Tom Hanks. I don't care which way you take it. Yeah, either way. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Man, I want to say something good about the movie, but like I'm having a hard time. I'm really. So what's something? This is something original, not original, but new for this movie as they introduce the concept of Geppetto having lost his son. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is new. And you see this real photo of this kid that's dressed very similarly to Pinocchio. And you kind of inherently understand that he's creating Pinocchio as an homage to his son or to replace his son to kind of have a little piece of his son to, you know, interact with or whatever. Yep. Fine. He goes to wish upon the star. And he doesn't quite get his wish down. No. He's very wishy-washy with the wish. He's very and half about it. 
Yeah. He doesn't explicitly wish for the puppet to become his lost son. And so the puppet just comes alive in its wooden form. Right. (laughs) Which, again, does not make just commit already. I would rather the blue fairy have said, oh, we cannot raise someone from the dead. We can't we cannot bring his son back, but we can give him a new son. Like, you know, something to that effect. Right. You can become real to him. You can. You can become his son. Exactly. If you learn right from wrong and you are virtuous and all the shit. I would rather have had that than like this halfway wishy-washy wish from this heartbroken Geppetto. Like you understand that he's heartbroken and lonely. Yeah, exactly. Because obviously, yeah, it's very clear he's lost his son. Uh, But again, he doesn't ask for his son to come back. No. And he doesn't ask for give me a new son. Right. It is just, I want him, but. I discombobulated wish. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah. Weird. So that entire So the blue fairy weird. comes, she sings her song, Cricket's yep. there. Uh, Cricket gets a wardrobe change. Instead of the black tie, not the black tie, the black coat with tails, he gets a blue coat with tails. Yeah. Blue top hat. Try to make it pop more on the screen. Not sure it needed to pop. Like, I kind of like the original um, traditional look of the black coat with the tails and stuff and the black top hat. It just seemed very, like, turn of the century. I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Versus the blue, which is very... uh, What's the word? Flamboyant. Oh, Okay. Yeah. You feel it's like a little bit like, eh. but I like the design. Like on the tail, it looks like a wing. Yes. Which on a cricket's kind of, you know, yeah. makes sense. Makes anyway, sense. Uh, he, some unspecified amount of time happens. They have this montage of them like learning to live together. Okay. And he sends him to school. He decides, oh, he's got to go to school. So Pinocchio goes to school. They kick him out of school. This is new, completely new for the Pinocchio story compared to the 1940 Disney movie. He never ends up at school in the original. No. Honest John intercepts him on the way to school. So I think they could have done something at the schoolhouse where he actually makes it inside the schoolhouse and he maybe the teacher starts the lesson and then he's like, what is that? And it's a fucking puppet like talking back to him. Like, where's the... People being amazed that it's a talking puppet. Yeah. I want to see more interaction there. Maybe the kids making fun of him or like playing darts on him. Like I want to see some sort of like. uh, Almost like a reckoning for having this creature in this world. In the classroom and then they can kick him out because obviously the guy gets really, the teacher gets really appreciated. Like you can't teach a puppet, a wooden puppet or whatever. He's, we're not going to talk about the fact that it's a living puppet. No, we're apparently like not we just going skipped to. over that part, and now we're into like discrimination against the puppet. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I got you. Didn't make sense. Didn't make sense. Honest John picks him up there, conv- convinces him to live a life as an artist, and sells him off to Stromboli. Yep. The Stromboli character was always supposed to be kind of offensive toward 
I'm not sure even who. Like, is it the Romani people of Europe? Right. Or is he just a roving Italian uh, puppeteer? Like, what is... It was always, like, really wishy-washy. Yeah, it was. Or questionable. Definitely somehow offensive. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow, like, it's not right. And so Stromboli's still here. I thought that was weird, that if you're going to get woke on it, you still have the Stromboli character. I see what you're saying. You They instead have Stromboli, and then they added another character, this random girl who's in the caravan, with a the puppeteer leg. caravan, with a bum leg. She's got aspirations of being a dancer, and Pinocchio gets tricked into thinking that her favorite marionette is real yes am i right in that like he thinks it's real he thinks it's real he thinks it's a real marionette that can talk and everything just like him it's very did you like the addition of this character what do you think of the addition of this character i was kind of indifferent to the character like it it didn't really make or break any scenes for me but like i think maybe at this point i was indifferent because i just shut off Ah, any any hope that I would like the movie or the movie would surprise me in a good way. The characters completely superfluous doesn't matter in the grand scheme of the story feels par for the course for this awful movie. Yes. She's the one who tries to save him in when Tromboli locks him up. Yep. And I do like the way the original handled the lockup because you have Pinocchio sitting on Stromboli's desk or whatever as he's counting his money, counting the coins. And he said he's basically Pinocchio says, "Okay, I've had a really good time. I'll see you later. I got to go home. And Stromboli's like, you're not going anywhere and locks him up. Right. And it's very brutal because Stromboli is like laughing at him and leering at him and says, you know, you're never going home. You're going to stay. And it's very emotional because Pinocchio got tricked, truly got tricked. In this case, it's kind of dumbed down. Stromboli locks him up and you don't get a sense of cruelty from Stromboli like you do in the original. Right. Cricket gets him out. Jimmy Cricket gets him out. He lies on purpose to get the key. Yes. What'd you think of this? I mean, it's, it was fine, but I thought the whole point of the whole lying thing was to prove that He's doing something wrong, not for him he to be able li- to get out of situations. Right. He successfully got out of a situation because he was lying. Because he was lying. Right. He so so I didn't understand. So mixed signals. Yeah. Again, about the morality you, of you what they're trying to You can lie if it you can helps lie and get, you out, of get out of a situation. So I don't know. In the original, he the blue fairy comes and is like, Why are you locked up here? And he starts lying to her. Yep. And she kind of explains why his nose is growing when he lies. Yeah. We never get that. We don't get that here. We just have to insinuate. Yeah. And you he just discovers have to like, it and then just keeps going from there. Yeah. Um, Which again, no questions asked about why. Apparently not. This is happening to him. <laughs> apparently not. Uh, okay. I have so many issues. <laughs> okay. So I think for the most part. We are what, okay. So we jump to Luke Evans at Pleasure Luke Island. Evans. Yeah, Which, okay. he has a number on the way to Pleasure Island. It's bad. 
The entire sequence is bathed in darkness. And bad CGI. Yeah. Bad CGI. Yep. Um, In the original, no girls were taken to Pleasure Island. It was just these little boys. Now there's little girls going to Pleasure Island. I guess the inclusivity starts there. (laughs) (laughs) Little girls can be just as bad as boys. (laughs) Was... Okay, so the whole sequence about the donkeys, remind me if you can. Okay. Uh, in the original, did they explicitly say why they were turning into donkeys, or was it just like they happened to hap- that happened to them? They were transformed into donkeys after being on Pleasure Island. I don't think it's necessarily that they laced their their root beer with anything Which or their like cigarettes with anything. Did. It was just kind of a mystical magical thing that happened and then it's a consequence of them being bad right right if had they not done any of that foul stuff then they wouldn't have become donkeys but whatever um the shadow monsters or what have you that are (laughs) helping luke evans in this pleasure island venture what the fuck was that about i do not know not featured in the original at all. Nope, not at all. Something brand new for this movie. I think I was placing a lot of importance on the transformation of his friend, Lamppost? What is it? Lampshade? Whatever. In the billiard room. Okay, I where see. He t- when he turns into a donkey. That scene in the original is terrifying. It is. Because he start, And then all the donkeys are... At some point or another, still speaking in human speak English and saying like, help me. Oh, my God. I want my mommy. All this stuff. Very, very scary. Yes. In this one, they didn't really have a lot of that. And the scene when the friend turns was not as terrifying as I wanted it to be. Yes. What did you think? I think that it it comes across more as... um like an adventure, not necessarily scary at all. It doesn't come off not even thrilling in a way, mm. like as a thriller or just like a, you know, like hold back moment. Like, oh, no, like it just kind of feels like it's just happening randomly almost to them. Mm. And there's no explanation as to why, except you see down at the bottom, like in the mines, we got to get these donkeys out there so I could get paid. And that's really it. There's not really much explanation outside of that. So the entire sequence is just mishandled because you Mm -hmm. don't feel the fear for Pinocchio to turn into that because you already know based on the way the movie's treating it is that the root beers was kind of causing these kids. That's why like they keep feeding them the root beer, but Pinocchio barely has a sip. So, so you, you already inferred that that's what's going to happen. The issue I have also with the, the pleasure Island sequence is that Pinocchio is judging all the other kids there. And is not yeah. partaking in to the he's level not. that they are. No, he's he's like, questioning everything that they're doing. Wrong. He somehow knows right from wrong. Yeah, he does. He's figured it out. I, in I the original, he's just having a good time. Yeah, but here and he's, he's smoking he's and drinking with the rest of them. So that's another thing. I think that was just Disney. Like we don't want to put our big character in a bad light at all. Mm. 
that's that's the way that I think that they're viewing it. We don't want right. him to come across as doing anything wrong. So we want him to be like the, I mean, stick in the mud, like type of like, oh, I know that this is wrong and my dad would be bad. About, and that's not how, how? Pinocchio was. And how does he know that it's How does bad? he know? In yeah. one day, you know? Yeah. So that sequence, not great. Okay. He gets off the island and swims he goes, back to the house. Yep. Geppetto's Geppetto's gone. Sold He's gone against clocks. his better. All his clocks have been sold. So you could, the business is shuttered. He bought a skiff. Yep. With the money from all the clocks, which I thought was a huge miss as well, because in the original, he doesn't sell all of his clocks to purchase a, a boat. He just goes in search of his son and no mention of a purchase of a boat. The boat that's shown is like a houseboat. Yeah. And he seems to be living on the water. There's enough provisions for them to stay in the belly of the beast for long periods of time. They're eating the tuna that's coming into Monstro's mouth. Yeah. Like they're catching tuna inside yeah. the mouth of the whale. So I feel like the original had a better sense of time where it at least a few days, maybe a few weeks have gone by and now Pinocchio's got to go save his dad. No, but here everything is condensed down to one day. I don't understand that. Yeah, it doesn't like even the movie references it after Pinocchio, like he's like skiing uh, over to Geppetto and he's (laughs) describing everything. And Geppetto was. Did like, we have to have a play-by-play of the movie that we just, just saw? watched? He he basically recapped the movie just in case you forgot. Which I, again, I guess I don't blame it's you. If terrible, you terrible it's writing. Terrible. Awful. Like, why would you explain something we already saw? And then Geppetto even says, "And you did all that in one day." Like, if we're not supposed to realize that because there's only been a slow, very slow movement in time. Um, so that's where we get the monster. They reunite. And by the time they've reunited, he's thought enough good things, had enough epiphanies to make his ears and his nose go, uh, not ears and nose, his donkey ears and his donkey tail disappear. Exactly. Which is not like the original at all. I found that such an offense because he never sees his dad. With the evidence that he did wrong. Exactly. And in that this he still case, had his ears, still had his tail. Yeah. And no, whatever that the tail and the ears are made of wood in this version. Okay. He does right way before he sees his dad. Yep. So he already has that down. He's figured it out. He's figured it out. I don't I don't understand that. I don't understand why they would have the reckoning happen in a very non-emotional, non-high stakes way. I see. Yeah. So he meets the dad. He's back to normal. They get swallowed by Monstro. What the fuck was that design on Monstro? It was a whale, but they had tentacles on it. And the original went for a sperm whale look. Yes. I understand that. Sperm whale. I can get with that. I can jive with a sperm whale looking, an evil sperm whale, whatever. I cannot jive with whatever the hell they developed for this movie. It had 
tentacles for some reason. It was oddly shaped. Talk about Uncanny Valley. This was an entire <laughs> Grand Canyon. <laughs> okay. It was bad. <laughs> they get swallowed by this thing. They don't have any time to just settle in. Like there's none of this that they've been camping out inside the belly of the whale. They immediately think of the plan to light the thing on fire and get out. They get out and he ends up becoming a flat. What's his name? Flash blaze from the Incredibles. He dash dash. He becomes dash. Oh my God. That's a good reference. Which I hated that as well, that he just becomes a motorboat to get them to this cave. I just think the original had so much... God, I hate to keep saying this, but the original had this like intensity and the... Is he going to make it to the cave? He was dragging him with the force of his own little muscles. Yep. This tiny wooden toy. Yes. Totally makes And sense. they make it just in time. They get inside the cave. And instead of Geppetto being unconscious, like in this version, which made no damn sense to me, Pinocchio is the one that basically dies. Yeah. Because of the force of the entry and Monstro hitting the the cave and stuff, and they just get washed up. And he's face down in the the water. Right. Which makes you think, oh my God, he died and he was doing the right thing, and... You know, Geppetto is there with his beloved son puppet and you're you're devastated as an audience member that Pinocchio might have died. Yeah. But here they turn the tables. Geppetto is the one that's. Again, I think this is more like they don't want to scare kids into thinking that the hero is dying or dead. And so they go the other way. And it does a disservice to the movie. You want, there should be like a sense of peril for our hero. Yeah. But the movie never gives us that. Everything always goes his way. Hmm. He's always right and wins out in every scenario. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make it compelling. So the movie kind of just ends when he cries. So we get a tear out of Pinocchio. Magic tear a la Tangled? Yes. It, It hits Geppetto and Geppetto gets up. Wakes up. And then the movie kind of ends on a freeze frame. <laughs> it Bro, ends on a freeze frame. Did you see how they kind of transitioned Pinocchio into a real boy? Yes. I saw that. And the way the movie kind of is like, well, some say he turned into a real live boy. We don't know for sure. And then it's like, get what, the fuck out of here. What are you doing? I, I don't get What are you doing? What are you, why are you referencing it if that's not how you're going to end your story? Why are you going to, why are you trying to do an ambiguous ending mm-hmm. as to like what happened to them after? Like, I don't because get Because Geppetto had this line, oh, it doesn't matter if you're real or not. You are my son. I love you as exactly as you are, which is not the moral of the Pinocchio story. It's not. <laughs> oh, they man. just. They threw another moral in there instead. At the last second. Yo. <laughs> you might be convincing me this is the worst movie. Uh, it's the worst movie I've really seen this bad. year, period. It's really bad. It's oh, bad. Man. Yeah. The freeze frame and then Jiminy Cricket popping up in the corner to yeah. like round out the voiceover narration. Like, what the hell did I just watch? 
We we watched the bad movie. It's bad. It's a bad movie. Okay, so I think with that. Wait, wait, wait! Because Pinocchio oh, also something? hums when when you wish upon a star before oh, Geppetto wakes up. Yeah, he does. Uh nail in the coffin nah. to me. <laughs> just, just let it die. Yeah. Okay. So I think that kind of takes us into just I one last thought. Okay. Like, What's your thought? These remakes are doing nothing for us. These remakes are hot trash. Yeah. There's a precious few that are good. Not great. Just good. And they do it so inoffensively by taking <laughs> safe routes uh, that they provide no new commentary. Nothing of interest to the story. Not even a new take on the story. Like, if you want to give me something like even Maleficent, which is not very good, but at least you're giving us a different side of the story than we already knew. I get it. Still not a very good movie, but you at least try something. But something like Aladdin or Lion King where they're just rehashing the story but cleaning it up to make it more palatable for every audience. And then with that, you're really not doing anything good with it or mm -hmm, anything new mm -hmm. with it. It just leaves a sour taste in your mouth. So as excited as I am for, like, let's say The Little Mermaid, I'm also very cautious because it could mm -hmm. be one of those situations where they do nothing new. And mm -hmm. it's exciting to see someone of color get to take on the role but if they do nothing interesting with it it'll mm -hmm. be a failure like pinocchio was and how i feel aladdin was and how dumbo I feel what about dumbo. don't do they have dumbo dumbo was another one like these that are a movies swing and a miss. that are not bringing anything interesting and new to the table so that is my only hesitation on why like my my interest for Little Mermaid is like withdrawn and like very like guarded. Know, we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. So absolutely. I think that's going to wrap up our discussion before we get <sighs> out of here. If you like the movie or if you didn't like the movie, let us know at always critic pod. We're on socials. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. If you are a follower verse, a follower of us is what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, and this is your first time listening. First off, thank you. I know this was a <laughs> very uh, negative episode, <laughs> but we promise there are very positive reviews that we have. Check out our feed on any of your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. Uh, don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That goes a long way for us. And finally, if you've done everything and you're, you're a fan of the show, uh, consider becoming a patron. Uh, if you are considering for as little as $2 a month, you could go to our website, patreon.com slash always critic pod, and you can show support and get bonus episodes of different content over there. We are, well, I am recapping she Hulk. Uh, me and Jessica are talking about rings of power. Jessica is talking about different, uh, K dramas and, uh, Korean movies. So yeah. we got a bunch of different things over there. So check us out for as little as $2 a month. So yep. with that said, that has been our show. I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this has been the Always the Critic podcast. Yeah.